to Z Sports Primetime on a Sunday night. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford, the place that you go for any number of ways to make the car buying process easy. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. The Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage, GaryAshton.com, has got you covered with the Intel Edge. You need to succeed. All you got to do is give our friends at the Ashton team a call. So we have, uh, let's start off with the conversation about Traylon Burks and something that was brought to my attention over the weekend. Now, of course, you know the situation for the rookie wide receiver. It has been difficult for him to kind of get his feet under him in the early goings. Now, we know the inability to finish practices, uh, just flat-out unavailability as it's been discussed. We know the discussions around conditioning, even going back to his college career, which is something that you'll hear from his former head coach on momentarily. So there's a lot of stuff around Traylon Burks. But before we get into, before we get into the good stuff, I want to play a clip that I didn't have the opportunity to talk about just yet because, like I said, I was taking a little bit of a break during SEC Media Days when my colleagues over at 104.5 The Zone, where I host my radio show from 10 to 1, Monday through Friday, 3HL, Don Davenport, Ron Slay, and, of course, Brent Doherty. They had Traylon Burke's head coach on, Sam Pittman at Arkansas. So, naturally, outside of talking about the upcoming uh, and really exciting season for the Razorbacks, which I think they're going to be a lot of fun, America's team, Arkansas. Uh, at least I'm going to lend myself to that cause. I, I, if Tennessee if Tennessee does something ridiculous and and just completely, uh, completely collapses in ways that are devastating, which I hope doesn't happen because I would enjoy having a fun football season, a fun college football season with you guys, as well as a fun pro football season. Uh, but I'm going to bandwagon Arkansas. So this is me telling you right now on the front end that if Tennessee, Tennessee, uh, you know, if Tennessee does Tennessee things, then Arkansas is my sec- my, uh, my side chick. Anyway, they had Sam Pittman on. And so after talking about Arkansas, they asked him, eh, what do you, what do you think about Traylon Burks and this whole deal? And this is what Sam Pittman had to say. What I believe you've got a, a strong team team teammate. Um, he has uh, great ball skills. Um, uh, once he gets his confidence, I mean, he's going to need that. I, I remember last year uh, against Rice, uh, and he he dropped some passes. He wasn't playing well. He wasn't really a major factor in that game. He got some confidence as the game went on. And then the next game was, you know, started being what I thought was a first round at some point, first yeah. round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you're going to get a great team leader. The community is going to be proud of him once he gets over, you know, once he gets in shape. Yeah. Uh, I'm assuming he didn't go in there in great shape. Right. It's the same way when he, he was a sophomore. When he I, came I read that us, you had said that, yeah. He wasn't, he wasn't in good shape. He couldn't last practice and all. And it's not that he just quit. He just couldn't do it anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, he just was out of shape. I don't know what hunting hogs does for your <laughs> cardiovascular, but evidently not a whole lot. So a, a very honest moment from Sam Pittman, right? Which is all you're looking for. And I'm going to assume that John Robinson or Ryan Cowden or all these different people 
um, who are involved in the pre-scout process for all of the players probably had a same and more honest and less, you know, radio polish SEC media days, uh, sport coat and tie. They probably had a much more honest conversation about Traylon Burks. Now is the potential worth it if they can just kind of get him into shape? Because that's what Arkansas did. Turns out, yeah, he's a really talented player. But it, it seems that this is a recurring theme. And while I am, while I am uh, appreciative and understanding of the kind of talent that Traylon Burks is capable of being, I think we have seen some examples. I think the worst of them is Kelvin Benjamin, right, who consistently struggled with his ability to stay in shape. I believe, if memory serves, a first-round pick at wide receiver himself. Now, this is, this is I'm not drawing any kind of comparisons. That's just the most extreme. But if you can find ways to have balance with Traylon Burks, then, it. I mean, one would assume that he will be a legitimate asset for you. But time will tell uh, if as how that goes along. Uh, MB says, it's so sad that this poor guy is getting torn apart before he's even stepped on the field to play a game. Well, I, you know, there are parts of that I do agree with. But in in ways that you, I, I think that I'm always more pro-athlete, like on the side of the athletes when it comes to various things, right? How they are, how they r- interact in the media, how they're handled as commodities, how their average lifespan or career lifespan is about three and a half years in the league. I think in most every instance, I'm pro player to a lot of degrees. Which, and I never understood why fans always seem to be more pro management, but I guess it makes sense because management is the team. And you're not necessarily, you know, you're not necessarily going to bat for a player over the team. You want your team to win. So when I was when I was thinking about this Traylon Burks thing and and all the all the stuff that comes with it. I do think that there needs to be some there needs to be some grace in all of this and I don't think what we're doing here is eviscerating Traylon Burks by any stretch of the imagination but with the lack of and we've talked about this before with the lack of information that we are provided in local media um from both the from mainly Mike Vrabel and listen that's Mike's policy I may not necessarily agree with it but I, I know the rules at this point, five years in to the Mike Vrabel experience, but it creates these massive speculative stories when just the basic information is too difficult or they are unwilling to disclose. It took Rob Moore just kind of casually mentioning in, in a sidebar conversation. Yeah, he's got asthma for us to be even informed or confirmed the idea that the player has asthma. His medical information is his business, of course, but I do think if it's relevant to performance, then it should be on the table for questions to be asked. And also, if he's not in shape, Mike Vrabel isn't going to hang him out to dry in the media. He's just not going to do that. But for us to be able to make judgments about Traylon Burke's physical, uh, physical fitness or not, we have to see him practice. And the dude didn't practice. You know what I'm saying? Like, it is hard for me to get a measure of Traylon Burks 
if I see him do, you know, a ladder drill here or there, and that's about the extent of the work, if he even comes out on that day. So maybe this is their way of protecting him from additional scrutiny, but it does create a story in and of itself, I think you would agree, that is relevant to have unless we are going to be given uh, discernible information that would explain the behavior. That's all we're looking for. And, and I think to, you know, to go any further than that, it can be malicious. I'm not, you know, I, I think, uh, and I don't know that my, my friend Jared Stillman did this, but Jared, Jared, I think was having conversations, consistent conversations about Traylon Burks and, and, you know, kind of poking fun at, at, at physical fitness and things like that. And that's all well and good, but. I don't think that's the right way to have these kind of conversations yet. There may be a time. And if he does not earn the trust of the Titans, the organization, the coaching staff, his teammates, and then the fan base as a result, then we can have more serious conversations then. But right now it's just, it's just so unknown. And it's not just the team. Like he doesn't say nothing about it either, which they're probably giving him company lines and be like, Hey man, it ain't worth it. And I don't think he's necessarily going to object, but he's, uh, he's, He's, I don't know. I will get to know him more, hopefully. Uh, we're going to see if he's going to be able to come on the radio show because I'm doing my radio show from training camp basically for the rest of the summer. Uh, I'm going to be out there every day that the Titans are having practice that is open and available to the media, and we're going to be sitting down with all the players, all the uh, all the people to know, all the, the coach, the general manager. We're going to have everybody on the radio show when we are broadcasting live from training camp all week long, and we'll have great stuff on A to Z as well. Uh, Chris Frazier says, uh, get Ryan Tannehill on the show. I will certainly ask for Ryan Tannehill. And I was at Ryan Tannehill's, uh, I was one of like four people, four media people at Ryan Tannehill's, um, what was it? Youth football camp today at Lipscomb, which is fine. And we didn't talk about football with Tannehill. We talked about the camp because we were there to talk about the camp and whatever, like not that deep, but I'll certainly ask. And if Ryan Tannehill wants to come on the radio show, he'll come on the radio show. If not, then we can talk about why Ryan Tannehill isn't coming on the radio show. But uh, we will certainly make that request, and we will see if Titans PR and Ryan himself are able to accommodate that. But there will be time. We'll keep you guys updated on who's going to be on as as it becomes as the information becomes available to us on each particular day. Okay, so I want to ask you your Two Rivers Ford take now that we're 15 minutes into the show. I want to ask you guys on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, if you would be so kind, what does Traylon Burks need to show you on day one of training camp for you to uh, for you to feel good about the progress that he's made? Day one, what do you need to see? Now, day one being Wednesday, Tuesday, they uh, they report. You guys, let me know in the comment section on Facebook, on YouTube, on Twitter, and on Twitch. We would love to do that with you. Um, and as you give us your Two Rivers Ford take, I'll tell you about our friends at Two Rivers Ford. Two Rivers Ford since 1983. They're the best in the business. There's just no question about it because they make it all about you. They make it all about the customer. They make it all about me when I am uh, when I need to go out and have something worked on on my vehicle or when I went to purchase my new vehicle. Two Rivers Ford made it all about the customer experience. And they don't just do that for me. They do that for everybody who walks through their doors in Mount Juliet because that's the way that they've done business with honesty, integrity, and customer service at the forefront 
for nearly 40 years. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. All right. So what does Traylon Burks need to show you on day one of training camp? Consistency and good vibes with Tannehill, says Omar. And the, you know, consistency and good vibes with Tannehill, it's, I think Omar is just meaning generally, but again, because of the lack of practice time, they need time to, they need time to get together, right? It's, it's just the most basic fundamental thing, reps. You know, I don't know how many of you guys play golf or guys or gals. If you play golf or you play any kind of recreational sport, um, tennis, what, whatever, whatever you're, whatever you may do in your free time athletically if you do something in your free time and maybe it's something you know maybe you paint I don't know what you do in your free time but what you do outside of the hours of 8 p.m to 9 p.m central time they're none of my damn business because that's the only hour that you're going to spend with me at least on here but I think if you're looking at the uh I think if you're looking at the situation for for anything if you're just trying to get better at it reps practice uh, the first time that Austin and Zach were teaching me how to do the primetime show it was just me sitting in my kitchen with an iPad propped up on my island, talking to an iPad without read, without live comments, just talking, just talking. Had no idea how to do the shit. It took them five months to get me to a place where I could comfortably sit down and talk to myself in a room alone, not talk to myself, but talk to you guys in a way that was entertaining, informative, and kept the flow of the show by myself. It took some time. It took reps. Right. I'm not saying that I'm great at it, but I'm better at it than I was before I got the reps. Ryan Tannehill and Traylon Burks will need to have that appropriate time together. So looking at all this stuff, uh, looking at all this stuff. Yes. Consistency. Good vibes. Practice time together. Time spent. That is what it is going to take for this thing to get right. And of course, uh, a commitment to physical fitness. For Traylon Burks, which, according to our friend Diana Rossini, seems to be on the right track. Everything I've heard since then has been awesome. I've heard he's in shape. I've heard he's lost weight. I've heard there's been so much growth already. And this is an organization that doesn't like to share. I don't want to say it doesn't like to share positive stuff, but they're not quick to to go there. And the stuff I've been getting from some people, some some low-level people too as well, like, They've heard that, oh, he's working out tons. He dropped the weight. He's good to go. So I think heading into camp, this is a really good first step considering I thought that was going to be an absolute disaster. And listen, that's, uh, by the way, that's courtesy of the Athletic Football Show. Robert May is host. It's a really good podcast. Um, and Diana Rossini at ESPN, who, of course, uh, we know does great job reporting on things around Tennessee. Now, what because I talked to Diana about this. I'm trying to think, I can't remember if it was on air or off air, but either way, talking to a talking to a couple of uh uh talking to a couple of people about this, not just Diana, but you know, things were trending poorly. And then he had a summer to get right and do the kind of things that Sam Pittman was talking about ahead of his sophomore year at Arkansas and got the shit together, right? And became a first round pick. All things that you can clearly and obviously see on film. Who's to say that he can't do it again? Now, ideally, would you like him to be in shape all the time? Sure. But listen, I've, I've just tried to get to 220 pounds. Like, 220 pounds is still fat as hell. You know how hard it's been for me to drop that kind of weight? Now, I'm not a professional athlete, and I'm not working out in 
NFL uh, NFL facilities, and it's not necessarily my job to be in shape, but it's pretty hard to do. Now, uh, I think Traylon Burks is hugely capable of this because they have all the things for him to succeed. So if he wants to kind of, you know, enjoy life, uh, maybe he's eating good. I don't know what else he's doing in his free time. Uh, when he's not off uh, hunting boar in the Arkansas bush. But if he's going to turn it on by training camp and be good to go by the season, what the hell do I care if he was out of shape at training camp? I've said this a million times to you guys. You know who else was not in terribly great shape when he came in for his first rookie stuff? A.J. Brown. And I'm not saying that Traylon Burks is going to be A.J., but I'm saying that it's not it's not that uncommon for this kind of stuff to be the case. He's just got a lot, a lot of scrutiny on him here uh, in Tennessee. Um, let's see. Uh, Jack, Jack Dosev or Dosev, whatever's happening. Jack has been bitching about Ryan Tannehill the whole time. I, I don't, I, I mean, we have nothing to do with Ryan Tannehill tonight. Now there will be plenty of time. I was to Ryan Tannehill's camp today. Uh, there was a funny, uh, I took a funny video of, him throwing an interception to one of the, you know, sixth graders that's out there catching passes from him. I think it was kind of on the receiver. It felt a little Des Fitz, Well, I don't want to say Des Fitzpatrick because Des was out there too. But, um, you know, I, I, I uh, there will be time to bitch about Tannehill. I'm sure Tannehill will do something that drives you insane, Jack. It won't be the last time. Guess what? Tough shit. He's your quarterback. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's such, I'm so tired. So tired of the wasted energy around Ryan Tannehill who gives a damn at this point he is who is going to quarterback your football team in 2022 maybe I'm overreacting about this I don't know maybe I'm just sick of the shit but at a certain point you have to accept and acknowledge that in the year of the Rona whichever higher power you believe in 2022 Ryan Tannehill is going to be the damn quarterback of the Tennessee Titans and the energy and the effort and the anxiety that you are causing yourself by being like, oh, I hate Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill lost the playoff game. Where, 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 Ryan Tannehill? Get over it. Enough with the Ryan Tannehill. Until, you know, he throws the first interception, and then you can freak the hell out about it if you want to. But for now, it's July 24th. Just eat it. <laughs> That's how it's going to go. All right. That concludes my soapbox for the day. Uh no. <laughs> let's uh john bob says nah buck it's pretty embarrassing i can't stand to hear that shit anymore that's what i'm saying man i just <laughs> i just i don't know like for who for for who how why why do you why do you why do you force yourself to exist in that kind of a space because it can't be a fun way to watch a football team and you can hate your quarterback but you're gonna need him you know it's like we at we I remember talking to a bunch of players after the season and hey, how do you feel about Tannehill? Great, because we need him. You know, they know it. Why don't why don't the rest of you? And it's not everybody. John, John is correct, or uh who somebody said earlier, uh Mark Hankins on um YouTube says, Buck quit highlighting comments like that. But if I don't, how will we stop it? The only way people learn, Mark, is through public shame. So if I have to bitch at somebody for three minutes of the primetime show to just get one more mission to civilize, one more person to not, I'm not trying to shape the way that they think. I'm just asking you if you'd like to mission to civilize one more person. That's why we highlight them from time to time. And so, you know, I can blow off a little steam. It's good for everybody. It's like my therapy. 
except, you know, in addition to the therapy that I already do. All right, let's uh, let's keep it moving. Traylon Burks, what does he need to show you on day one? He needs to show up in shape. I need to I need to see Traylon Burks get through a practice. Just one. It's fine. It's like I we were talking about the SEC on the radio show this week. And in in conversations around Vanderbilt, right, right, right before I went on vacation, because SEC Media Days, Clark Lee, he said something to the effect of, and I'm paraphrasing, but he said something to the effect of, yeah, Vandy, we want to turn Vandy into the one of the best college football or the best college football program in the country. And we were looking around, and I'm like, I'm just like, I want, I want Vandy to have a pulse first. Well, I would love for them to win an SEC game, win a conference game. And I'm not, I'm not talking shit on Vandy. I'm just saying, like, show me something first before we leap to the greatest college football program in the history of ever. Great. I appreciate your enthusiasm about the job and the amount of work you're going to have to put in to get that even remotely close, Clark Lee. But to the same extent, like with Traylon Burks, finish a practice. Just finish a practice and then finish another practice and do it again in a third day. And I will feel a hell of a lot better about the Traylon Burks situation. Until we get through those first couple of days of that first week, okay, we'll we'll go from there. Let's, uh, Let's talk about the PUP list and talk about who you were excited most to not see on the physically unable to perform list that the Titans put out ahead of camp this week. So tell me who you were most excited to not see on the physically unable to perform list. I'll give you the list of players who was, uh, and then you can decide for yourself. I need to pull this up courtesy of the Tennessee Titans. So on the physically unable to perform list, only three players, Tommy Hudson, the tight end, Monty Rice, the third round linebacker last year from Georgia, and a rookie I believe he's a, yeah, he's an undrafted rookie free agent kicker, Caleb Shudak, who had something, had something, some kind of issue with his foot. I wasn't out there that day at practice. I remember though, that he had to receive medical attention. I'm not sure exactly the nature of his injury, but those three players. So who, who were you excited to not see on that list? Let's talk about it right after I tell you about our friends at the Ashton real estate group of Remax advantage garyashton.com that's where you go for your dream address without the stress the ashton team will give you the intel edge to succeed just as they have done for the tennessee titans for the nashville predators and just as they did for me i bought my home over three years ago all it has done is make me so happy not just because i love it and it is the i mean it's my first home so i was very excited about it anyway but also because Gary and his team gave me the intel to succeed as far as property investment is concerned. That's the kind of information that is going to help you succeed in this red-hot Nashville real estate market and that kind of information that you can only receive, that intel, in fact, at GaryAshton.com. So, the situation, who are you most excited to not see on the PUP? Roger McCreary, Stez Steven Crozio. Well, I don't believe Roger had any kind of issue or injury. The second round rookie from Auburn this year in the uh, in the defensive back room. I don't think that I don't think that Roger had anything that I can recall off the top of my head. Coy says Monty Woods. Well, I'm, I, I'm again. I'll repeat the question: Who are you excited? Who are you most excited to not see on the PUP? 
meaning Monty is on the PUP. So he would be disqualified from the purposes of this conversation. Now, it's my understanding that uh, he continues to rehabilitate the Achilles injury. I don't know if it was a rupture, if it was a full-on tear. I don't know the nature, the extent of the Achilles injury that he suffered. But I do know that this is a part of the rehabilitation process. And it's it's a tough injury to come back from. It's not quite as routine as an ACL, right? You want to be delicate in how you handle that before you get him back up to speed. So it's good that they're working in the interest of self-preservation for Monty Rice. Uh, Cloudhouse Entertainment says Bobby Trees. Bobby Trees not on the PUP list, baby. Bobby Trees full go. That's probably that's probably the best answer through all of this, to be honest with you. I would say that Bobby Trees, uh, Brandon Haygood agrees on YouTube, not having Bobby Trees or Robert Woods on that list coming off that November ACL tear, got to make you feel great. But speaking of, uh, you know, fall ACL tears, it's not too bad for Caleb Farley not to be on there either. Caleb Farley, the former first-round pick, and with needs in the secondary being available, it's going to go a long way. Yeah, I, I just like being out there, you know, um, having somebody in front of me again and, you know, having to stick with people and just, you know, make sure your feet is under you. It, it's, it's forcing me to kind of like snap back into it. Yeah, I mean, injuries just uh, suck. You know, it's a lot of adversity um, when, when you're coming back from a, a type of injury um, like that. It's just, it just takes time. It's a process, and you got to just keep a positive mindset and, and get better each day. Um, you know, I, I can only control what I can control. I can't control what what has happened in the past. I just have to keep coming out here and, you know, working hard and, and trying to, you know, play the best that I can to help my teammates win games. So that's Caleb Farley uh, meeting with media. I believe that was right around OTAs. And uh, no no limitations from the back, right, with the initial concerns. No limitations from the ACL recovery. Full go for Caleb Farley. Now, uh, whether they put like a medical, uh, the, the yellow jersey on them um, for a couple of players who do participate in practice but aren't ready for, you know, all the way go contact – Caleb Farley may may be out there in a in a medical jersey as we have seen in the last couple of weeks or in the last couple of months rather since it's been about six weeks since we've all been out at the practice field facility to watch practice together. But either way, it's tremendously good news. Where new good news around first round picks in this market and with this franchise are they are in desperate need of some. So Caleb Farley being available is a big win. Robert Woods, though, I'm I'm inclined to lean in that direction. They're both good, right? To have that be the PUP, UDFA kicker, where you've got Randy Bullock, and Randy seems like he's going to be in a good spot. Uh, you've got Monty Rice, who, yes, you may well need, just as you did last year, depth at inside linebacker, and, and Monty has experience. He had to play a little bit. I believe the Patriots game. Uh, at New England is when he tore his Achilles right before the bye. I think it was in the second half of the season. I'd have to refresh my memory on that. And then uh, tight end being significantly less of a need in 2022 than it was in 21. So Tommy Hudson, anything that he could give you there being a luxury. And I believe Tommy Hudson, um, Tommy Hudson had a, a, a tough injury against the Jets that took him out last year. And then I, 
I believe he also had a situation where he had to be carted off again. That was Shudak and, and Hudson got injured on the same day. I wasn't out there that day at practice to give you guys uh, give you guys specifics. Donovan Romain says he tore his Achilles in the Colts game. No, that's not correct because um, both of the Colts games were over were over before November. That Patriots game, I believe, was the end of November, and I am I am near certain that Monty Rice played in the Patriots game. Perhaps producer Reed could look up uh, the last game that Monty Rice played in and which week of the season it was or what the date of the game that Monty Rice played in. It would be available on Pro Football Reference um, if Reed would do us that courtesy. But I think... Listen, your your third string linebacker, inside linebacker, being the most notable of the injuries, it's a good spot to be in. And health is going to be critical in 2022, as it is in every year, right? Every season. And they found ways to win without it last year. Now, life would be a lot easier if they had more of their pieces and parts. They could function more freely and more flowingly the way that we have been accustomed to them uh, in the last, what, two years previous 19 and 20 I think uh I think for the I think for the purposes of the Titans this is about as good a situation as you could ask for and and Caleb Farley I Caleb Farley and Robert Woods I feel pretty good about even though Caleb Farley obviously has a much higher ceiling because he's so much newer yet in his career uh Titans Kyle is saying week 12 versus the Patriots is when Monty Rice tore, or I don't know if it was a tear, injured his Achilles 11-28, so it would have been past the Colts game. Donovan Romain is uh, consistent in his wrongness, but I appreciate your, uh, I appreciate you standing by your point even in the face of actual facts. Anyway, let's move on with a more serious uh, subject. I deserve an apology. No, you, uh, you do not deserve an apology. You should apologize to us for bogging down the proceedings. I'm not going to chew your ass the way that I got after the Tannehill guy earlier, but don't start with me, Donovan. Don't start with me. It's training camp. It's football season. I'm coming off vacation. I haven't yelled into a microphone in a really long time. I got steam to blow off. Don't start with me, Donovan. Apologize right now to your computer. I can't hear you do it, but it would make me happy. Just so we could keep it moving. Um, let's, uh, let's talk about this uh, situation that happened with John Mechie. I don't, I don't have like a, a tease or a question to ask you guys about this. It was just a tremendously sad news story today um, that we as a show have personal experience with. Now, I'm not obviously talking about myself and a diagnosis uh, with cancer as uh, Texans rookie John Mechie, the Alabama former Alabama wide receiver, was diagnosed today with leukemia. Now, producer Reed, for those of you who have paid attention to the work that he does with Be The Match, and the uh, the criticalness of the bone uh, and read you'll you'll have to make sure that I'm buttoned up on my talking points here the bone marrow match for the specific types of blood cancer that be the match is seeking to help cure Reed went through this himself at a very young age now John Mechie is I believe John Mechie is like 21 which is just heartbreakingly sad um, that this would be the case but Reed uh, can speak to this with greater personal experience than I can uh, in ways that I think would be meaningful here. Absolutely, Buck. Thank you for giving me this opportunity to come in and say I was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of 22. 
So I know exactly how uh, John Mechie is feeling. I would just like to make an announcement to everybody to send him positive thoughts. Um, one of the ways that I was able to do so well during my treatments is I always kept a positive attitude and used humor to get through things. So I know it's a very, very tough diagnosis, especially for someone who's about to get into their career. But having positive thoughts, having those great encouraging thoughts, sending that love in there into the air and just putting good into the world will help him in every which way. We know, I want him to know we are all thinking of him and, and you know, sending positive vibes his way. And if we can do anything, it, this is much bigger than football. Even though the Texans are a division rival, this is outweighing football in every manner. Yeah, no, it's the thing that, and I don't say I don't say this about Reed just to gas him up. Like Reed is exceedingly positive in ways that I just I could never hope to be, and I can't imagine, you know, what. And maybe you're naturally predisposed to that, Reed, in ways that I I have not been able to find that specifically in my life, which is why I love having you. It's good balance. Absolutely, but, I like to keep you humble and keep you calm, but keep you positive as well. Uh, which which is uh, critical and i feel i am grateful for that every day because it gets to be it's to be about 755 on a wednesday night and i'm dragging from the week and there's reed giggling and happy and ready to do the primetime show which i always appreciate it keeps you going even on a on a much smaller scale uh and people are asking reed your your recovery process you are considered fully recovered from the the condition so not yet. I You have to be in deep remission for five years following what my transplant was. I am going into year four this August, August 16th. So next year, August 16th of 2023 will be my cure day. And then we will all be partying anywhere we can find a party at. We will be down there having a great time celebrating that amazing thing. Absolutely. I appreciate your uh, perspective, Reed. I know the audience does as well. All right, now back to the shadows. <laughs> And we'll wrap up the show. Producer Reed. Uh, yeah, Be The Match, by the way, the great work that Producer Reed does with Be The Match to find cures for the kind of uh, cancer, leukemia specifically, um, that uh, has caused so many problems in so many different people's lives. But we love Reed. We're so happy that Reed is here, and we cannot wait to celebrate with Reed when he reaches that five-year uh, full or deep remission, rather, checkpoint that would be incredibly exciting for everybody and we'll throw a primetime party um to celebrate our boy uh eric castillo says producer reed greater than buck yes it's true i i this is this is a, a situation i deal with with lucas on the radio show you guys like lucas a hell of a lot more than me you guys like reed a hell of a lot more than me and you know what you're right on both they're both much better than me um but i have the microphone and i'm not going to give it to them just yet until they find ways to uh unseat me and take my various shows all right that's going to do it for us tonight. Keep the Mechie family and John in your thoughts. Do so for producer Reed as well. And for any of you who are dealing with any kind of situation in your life, everybody's got shit that they deal with, right? Everybody. Um, and I know Austin and Zach do a really, really great job with uh, the uh, uh, good news, the good news segment on Fridays to kind of celebrate people's good news. Maybe we need to do more of that around here since I'm, I can be such a cynical bleep hole and, and, you know, my our bigger highlights are me chewing out some dude because he's still bitching about Tannehill six months after the fact. We will do better. We will try and heed Reed's advice and spread positivity and good vibes through the world. But in the absence of that, radio show starts at 10 a.m. tomorrow, and I we will cover a lot of things. The University of Tennessee receiving their NCAA violations. Dig into more detail on the Traylon Burke stuff, and I'll have some more context for you guys then, and certainly we'll get you ready 
for training camp. It's going to be a fun one, 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. on 104.5 The Zone. The wake-up zone is going to uh, go all out in honoring Mark Howard, by the way, um, who I should mention at the end of the show. Mark Howard, who is a Nashville sports institution, right, and who was such a big part of people's lives, whether you remember on him on News Channel 5, he was actually – so I'm from Evansville, Indiana. Mark was, I believe, if he did not start his television career there, that was a stop for him before he went to Nashville. Uh, my uncle, who used to be a weatherman uh, in Evansville, Indiana, texted me and said he did weekends at Channel 14 in Evansville when I got there. So Mark Howard, that's 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 the that's the biggest connection that I have. I know Mark means a lot to a lot of you guys who are local who listen to the, the Wake Up Zone. Mark Howard was on the air with the 104.5 for 17 years um, until they uh, disbanded the Wake Up Zone in August of 2020. Obviously, Preds coverage pre-intermission. Post game, Mark was. Uh, I, I did not know him as well as many people who will talk about him tomorrow. But as somebody who just loves the history of what this city is and people who are, you know, who kind of made it possible for me to do the kind of things that I get to do, uh, I know that so many people in the Nashville sports media industry and, of course, people who consumed. Mark in the various ways that he was uh, that he was here locally as a I mean really a, an iconic broadcaster um, at at the forefront of Nashville becoming a a sports city a real sports city NFL NHL then MLS right so many different phases of that and Mark being at the center of it for such a long time it was uh, it's it's too too soon. Too soon, certainly, I believe, at the age of 65, Mark Howard. So also thinking of his friends and family. And I know the wake-up zone is good. They're going to have Kevin Ingram on um, tomorrow to talk about it. I know Mickey Ryan, who worked with Mark uh, forever, is going to be on. And I believe Brad Willis, who used to be the program director, our boss at the radio station, who, of course, worked with Mark and, and Kevin and Blaine and Frank Wycheck. For those of you who go back to the original wake-up zone, for so many years, I know that uh, I know that that will be a really, really cool tribute tomorrow, starting at 6 a.m. until I am on the air at 10 a.m. And at 10 a.m., we're going to talk to David Beauclair, who reported the news. Who Mark is a I mean, Beauclair is a good friend of Mark's, and and ha put that out there for everybody to kind of grieve him. Um, so we will talk to Bo about what Mark Howard meant tomorrow on the radio show as well. All right. It's great to have you guys back. I'm excited for football season. I hope you are too. We'll be, uh, we will do the primetime show tomorrow night. We will do the radio show tomorrow during the day. And for the meantime, enjoy what remains of your weekend.